0: Krishna. Good evening everyone, welcome to the wonderful session that we are going to discuss today. So in this whole series of talks that we had in the last few weeks, in the program called Journey of Self-Discovery, we have been discussing about the soul, the characteristics of the soul, reincarnation, introduction to Vedas and many wonderful sessions that we already had. So today i want to give a brief introduction to this three modes of nature which is extremely important to understand in order to understand our constituent and our behavior and many more things that we do around us so i think this is very fundamental like you see we are calling this as three modes of material nature as shown in the image you will see that there are three people who have strings in their hands and they are actually controlling the people below. And these three people are none other than the three gunas that is Sattva, Rajas and Tamas. Above them is the Supreme Lord Vishnu or Supreme Lord Krishna who actually is the maintainer of these three gunas. So let's go ahead, let's understand what are these Trigunas and their effect on us. Many times we may wonder that what is the underlying cause for so much of variety in the physical and the psychophysical conditions that we see in the environment around us. There are multiple things that are happening on the earth there are so many varieties of species on air in the air and in water there are so many different species and each one of them are exhibiting a very unique quality and the nature so here we want to understand what are the causes which actually create this varieties in the universe in this environment that we are in. and that is why scriptures say that these three modes are actually the constituent, the fundamental element, the building blocks of nature, nature means prakriti so let's understand these one by one so the whole agenda of this session today is to actually understand the ontology of the gunas the functions of these gunas, the attributes of the gunas and finally how do we transcend these three gunas so this is the whole objective today and I'll try my best to actually touch upon all these things in a short time that we have So let's begin So these three gunas Sattva, Rajas and Tamas Let's understand this a little bit better So before the creation All of this material elements Or matter that we see around us When we say matter Earth, water, fire, air, ether Including the mind, intelligence and ahankara. All of these are in an undifferentiated, unmanifested form, a form called Mahatattva. Mahatattva means it is a sum total of all the material energy. It is the potential energy like we have heard in the science, potential energy and kinetic energy. So this Mahatattva is actually the sum total of all the matter undifferentiated. All unique it is, it's, it's all one, it's one whole matter, lump of matter. It's called Mahattva. So this Mahattattva right now, its potential to create is there, but it does not create unless and until Lord Vishnu comes and glances on the Mahattattva. So this is Purusha, this is Prakriti. So, who is the Purusha? The Supreme Lord is a Purusha. And for any creation to happen, there should be a Purusha, there should be creation, there should be Prakriti. Only then there is creation, isn't it? So, when the Supreme Lord glances on the Mahatattva, there is an agitation that is created in the Mahatattva. It gets agitated. And because of that agitation, time comes into effect. Kala. Unless then there is no time. So Kala comes into picture and then once time is created, this Mahat the agitation of this Mahat by glancing of the Supreme Lord, it creates Sattva Guna, Guna and Tabha Guna. So these three Gunas are manifested after the glance of the Supreme Lord. So this Sattva Guna is actually controlled or managed by Lord Vishnu. Rajas is actually maintained and controlled by Brahma and Tamas is actually controlled and maintained by Lord Shiva. So these three gunas are ones which actually constitute everything in this material world. Varieties that we see is because of these three gunas. How? These three gunas are also represented by three colors like I have already displayed it is yellow red and blue just like we have studied when the three fundamental colors they get mixed it creates a vast variety of colors so similarly when these three gunas mix with each other interact with each other three colors become into nine 9 into 9 becomes 81 and that combination goes on and on to create multitudes of varieties. And that is how we see so many varieties in this material world. Basically because of the interaction between these three gunas. Very very important to understand this. Just like you know when we see a cloth. This cloth is nothing but a lot of strands of threads which are actually woven in lengthwise and in crosswise. And that is how this cloth is actually made up of lots and lots of strands of threads. So similarly this whole material creation, this whole universe, material universe is actually woven by these three modes. They are like the strands which create this whole material universe. And there are a lot of colors you know when we see cloth of course I am wearing a white color but then you know there are so many of you who are wearing different colors so all these different colors are actually the combination of these three gunas and everything that exists is actually fundamentally only these three gunas you can take any object in this material world it actually falls into one of these three gunas either it is sattvic either it is rajasic or it is tamasic any matter it actually falls into these three categories Sattva, Rajas and Tamas Okay So There is a lot of expansion that is happening now after the creation Let's understand How do these Gunas interact with each other Sattva, Rajas and Tamas They are not independent They are always connected with each other They do not Actually Independently act They are always together So this, Sattva, Rajas and Tamas, they are always in competition, all the time. Sometimes Sattva is so high that Rajas and Tamas is low. Sometimes Rajas gets very high, that time Sattva and Tamas is low. When Tamas gets very high, Sattva and Rajas is very low. What is this? Let me give you an example. See, early morning when we wake up and especially in the Brahma Murata time, predominating guna is sattva early morning especially before sunrise sattva guna is prevalent in nature that is why when people get up in the morning they are very fresh and they are so active they can absorb so many things in the morning anything that they study so morning time is predominantly sattva guna as the day progresses then raja guna becomes very active he said hey I'm going to put you down So Rajas will compete with Sattva and say, I'm going to put you down and he comes. And afternoon time, that is how the mode of passion comes into picture. Rajas. So what Rajas do, that's why you know as day progresses, you see people are all running around to offices, colleges and schools. Lot of activities happening, Buzz is there. Why? All because of the force of Rajas. And as the day progresses further, after the evening time, you will see gradually the rajas decreases and then tamas says, hey, I am going to dominate all of you now. So tamaguna becomes very powerful and he puts down the sattva and rajas. So this competition between these three gunas is constantly going on, constantly going on and these three gunas, based on the time, based on the circumstances, they influence a person. How do they influence the person by the way? Because we are the spirit souls, isn't it? The spirit soul is spiritual in nature. But these sattva guna, rajas and tamas, they are coming from matter. But how is that? These three gunas are actually influencing the soul. The soul is spirit. Matter is different. Actually, the soul, which is spirit and matter, they do not actually interact. They do not gel together very well. Because they are of different nature altogether. Just like the oil and water do not mix with each other, the soul and this matter or material nature do not mix with each other. But then how is that these three gunas are influencing the soul? That is because the soul right now is thinking that I am matter. Because of the polluted consciousness, the soul is right now thinking that i am this matter i am this body i am this mind so because of identifying with matter the soul is experiencing happiness and distress pain and pleasure all because of identification how is it identifying with matter because there is an element called false ego ahankara man buddhi ahankara this ahankara element False ego enables us to identify with matter. So, now what's happening is because the soul is identifying with the body and mind, and the three gunas are actually acting on the mind, the soul is getting influenced by the three gunas. It's an indirect influence, not a direct influence on the soul. Just for example, I'll tell you time. Time does not have any effect. Any effect on the soul. It has effect only on the body. That's why the body is growing old. The soul is never going, growing old. The soul is always fresh and eternal. Understand? <laughs> Bhagavad Gita says this soul is eternal. Ajo It's unborn. So what is the time is actually affecting only the body, not the soul. Gravity. Gravity is there. We are unable to see the gravity. But the laws of gravity can act and influence only this matter, this body, not the spirit soul. The gravity cannot actually influence the spirit soul. So similarly, these three gunas, these three gunas can act only on the body, not on the soul, but because the soul is identifying with this body, there is the effect of time, there is the effect of this uh, uh, gravity, there is the effect of these three gunas. So, that is how the interaction of these three gunas is happening and they are influencing the soul because of the identification, misidentification rather. So, let's understand sattva. What is sattva? Sattva means the mode of goodness, very interesting to understand, uh, my spiritual master says it is a mode, mode of goodness. Just like in your mobile phone, you have the silent mode, you have the vibrate mode, then you have the airplane mode, isn't it? So all these modes are there in your mobile phone. So based on your requirement, you will use a particular mode and Use the mobile phone, isn't it? So similarly, this body can be operated in these three modes. And when this body gets operated in these three modes, it will create different effects. On the body, on the mind. So let us understand how this mode of sattva, the mode of goodness, actually influences a person. And what are the qualities of this sattva? One by one we will understand this. So one is awareness or knowledge. The quality of sattva is it gives you the ability to be aware. I am consciousness. Oh yes, I am not this body. This is the kind of awareness that you have about your environment, about yourself because of the sattva. Sattva gives you that ability. And knowledge, jnana. It gives you knowledge. When a person is in sattva guna, he has a lot of knowledge. He enjoys to gain more and more knowledge. That is the quality of sattva. And a person in sattva is also very happy and contented. There is a lot of pleasure, there is a lot of happiness in his life. And he is fully contented, he is not actually hankering for more things, neither is he lamenting for something which he has lost, he is very peaceful. So person in sattva is very very happy. And a person in sattva also has clarity of thought. He knows to differentiate between right and wrong. What is dharma? What is adharma? dharma? So there is clarity of thought. And because there is a clarity of thought, his actions are very clear. His actions are based on dharma. And then self-control. A person when he is becoming very sattvic then he becomes self-controlled. What do I mean self-controlled? He never unnecessarily indulges in sense gratification. He will not simply go and eat anything, he will not simply enjoy his senses unlimitedly oh let me enjoy and do whatever I want, no he is quite self-controlled. He knows how to use this body appropriately, very enthusiastic. A person who is uh, in this mode of goodness is never dull. He is always looking for opportunities. He is always looking for to create something new. He is always thinking that yes, I should do something big for the Lord. So that enthusiasm is there. He is never dull. He is quite active all the time, and it also it's pure sattva Sattva Guna is very very pure in nature. What do I mean by pure? It's basically clean. Not just externally but also internally. Sattva Guna is quite clean in nature. You know a person in Sattva Guna, he doesn't like to see anything unclean. You know a person in Sattva Guna, if he sees the toilet is quite dirty, uh, he will see that, oh it's dirty, I will use it but I will also clean it. Because he just cannot stand uncleanliness. Even in his room, he cannot see anything that is unclean. Cobwebs or dirt or dust, he cleans it. Because that is the effect of guna When he is uh, driven by guna he cannot see anything unclean. So that is one more thing. He is quite pure and healthy. When I say healthy, a person in guna his senses are quite active. His health is very vibrant, he is never dull or he is never overcome by unnecessary diseases Because he is very pure and he keeps himself very hygienic, he is very clean and healthy So this is the nature of Sattva Lightness, lagu, lagu means this is one very predominating quality of Sattva that is lightness A person in Sattva feels very light Sometimes you know you say, oh I am feeling so light today, I am so relaxed today Because the body, the joints and the bones and everything, you feel very light. In Sattva Guna, a person feels quite light. Light. It elevates you. Because when you are light, you actually fly high. You go higher and higher and higher. So that is the nature of Sattva Guna. And these people are quite religious. They are very truthful. Sat. What do we mean by Sat? Sat means eternity. Sat means also truthfulness. Twa, means ness. Like in English we say truthfulness. So sattva means it is existingness. Sat. I am going to exist all the time. So this sattva is very close to spirituality. Anybody who wants to elevate himself in spiritual life he has to become sattvic in nature. It is very important. Let's go to the next. Rajas. Rajas this Word comes from the root word called Raj. Raj means being colored, being very active. Lot of movement is there. Rajas means it is the mode of passion. Sattva is the mode of goodness. Rajas is mode of passion. Passion means "Ah, I want to always do something. People in passion, they are quite active. They are very, very... uh, What to say? You know, they want to always be in motion. They always want to keep moving. Always moving. Always doing some activity. That is mode of passion. Passion means to keep creating. Creative energy. Just like I told you, Brahma is the creator. So why? Because he is predominating deity of Rajas, Rajaguna. So in Rajaguna, we have seen people who are driven, especially youngsters, are quite uh, in Rajaguna. I will create one group, I will create something, then no, 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 this is enough now, I will delete anything, I will delete everybody. So constant is Rajoguna, this is all because of Rajoguna. There is no fixed goal. They are very busy doing lot of activities, quite busy, but there is no big purpose, they don't see the big picture of life. So they are busy doing lot of things, just like a monkey, monkey is quite busy, but busy doing what? Jumping from one branch to another branch, finding some food, that's all. So we don't have to be busy like the monkey, Rajoguna actually makes us like that. And it is mobile and stimulating, mobile means constantly moving, always stimulating, keep on doing more things, keep on doing more things. Desire and hankering. So when a person is overcome by Rajas, he is always hankering for something that he doesn't have. Oh, my friend has this, I want to go and have that. Oh, this person has this new mobile, I should have this. Oh, this person has created something, I should also be there. So, it's basically constantly developing more and more desires and hankering for more and more things. It's like putting fuel in fire. If you put fuel in the fire, your desires are going to increase more and more. The fire is going to increase. So, it's like that. Rajoguna does this. And ultimately, because so much of activity he does, but he doesn't get the end result, he becomes dissatisfied and he becomes very distressed. So this is the nature of rajoguna. At the same time, he is very bold and arrogant. He thinks that he is the only person who can do everything. He actually demeans everyone. He puts down everybody and tries to portray himself as if he is a great leader and he wants to be uh, very bold. So such people, basically, when you see people doing these, having these kind of activities or displaying these qualities, they are basically displaying rajoguna. And desiring for rapid success. They don't have patience. They are very impatient. They are always looking for uh, results and quick results. Everything instantaneously they want. They don't have that ability to do austerity. No. Fickle minded. Constantly changing things. Today they will say something. Tomorrow they will say something. Day after tomorrow they will say something. So quite fickle minded. They don't stay on the plan. They don't have any proper goals. Even if they have goals, they don't stick to the goals. Quite fickle minded. And Restless basically that is how it is. They are quite restless and falsely pride This is uh, Both dumba is there pride is there and at the same time they think that oh, yes I am the great greatest of everyone. So this is how rajoguna influences people Let us understand a little bit more about Tamas now What is Tamas? Basically Tamo, Tamo means it's a mode of ignorance, mode of ignorance, ignorance means it's completely opposite of Sattva and Rajas, Sattva means, oh yes, in Sattva, you are quite light, in Tamoguna, it is very heavy, it will bring you down, it will suck your energy, in Tamoguna, and then, Tamoguna is also opposing to Rajoguna, Rajoguna keeps you in motion, but in Tamoguna, you are very lazy, no motion at all. It actually obstructs motion. This is tamogoda. So basically, predominance it, it's in indolence, sleep and ultimately you are confused. That is what is tamogoda. Insanity. These people are like mad. You know, Pramatta they say. Mad people. They don't have any clue of what is right, wrong. They simply act just for the sake of acting, doing something. Heaviness. Like I told you, Guru. It's quite heavy. And these people get angry very quickly, very, very quickly. And lack generosity, no charity. They always want to take from people. They don't want to give anything to people. Untruthful. All the time, they are very, very untruthful. And parasite. You know, they always depend on others. They don't want to do any activity. Just give me something. I'll be happy. I'll sleep and I'll eat. That's what they want. They don't want to do anything in life. So these are the lazy bugs actually. So we should actually... We have seen some people like this and anybody who is actually driven by these qualities is actually in tamaguna pretentious They try to be something which they are not So this is how tamaguna acts on us. This is how tamaguna. So this sattva rajas and tamas are uh, Driving all of us to different proportions and Each one of us have this sattva, rajas and tamas to different different degrees, different ratio. You see, a person cannot say, oh I am fully sattva, I am fully rajas or I am fully tamas. No, nobody is actually fully sattva, rajas or tamas. We are a combination of these three gunas, But the proportion differs. Somebody is sattvic. He has a tinge of tamo and Rajaguna. Somebody is very tamasic, But he will have a tinge of sattvic and rajas guna. So there is always a tinge of the other gunas But predominantly a person can be in one of the gunas But the other two gunas also follow So a person is not only one He is a combination of all these three gunas And that is why sometimes a person acts very nicely Because he is very satvik, Suddenly the same person Will act in complete opposite way And try to disturb others and hurt people. Sometimes he is pleasant, sometimes it is is unpleasant. Why? Because he is being dominated by one of these three gunas. So, in fact in Bhagavad Gita it is said that all the activities that we do, we are thinking that we are doing but actually we are not doing. The activities that we are doing is actually done by these three gunas all the movement that we are doing all the speaking that i am doing right now the activity of listening that you are doing is actually carried out by these three gunas now the question is how do we actually overcome these three gunas and that is when you overcome these three gunas is that state is called shuddha sattva shuddha sattva means completely becoming free from the three gunas amazing it is it's very very special Krishna says, how do we do this? Krishna says in the 14th chapter, He explains that Which means, one who engages in full devotional service, who does not fall down in any circumstance, at once transcends the modes of material nature and thus comes to the level of Brahman. Which means, that sattva guna although very good is not desirable for a person who wants to get out of this material world because tell me one thing which is good if you are bound by a golden chain is good or you are bound by a copper chain is good or if you are bound by an iron chain is good which is good somebody may say oh if I am bound with golden chain that is amazing I am bound with golden chain But mind you, you are still bound. So when somebody says, I am in Sattva Guna, he is actually bound, but he is bound by a golden chain. But you are not free. Rajo Guna is a chain of copper. And Tamo is a chain of iron. So irrespective of which chain you are bound, you are still bound. So that is why Krishna is saying, if you want to become liberated, then you have to become free from these three Gunas. And you have to come to the stage of, Shuddha Sattva, that Shuddha Sattva state, spiritual nature, spiritual consciousness comes when you become free from these three gunas. And how do you do that? By engaging fully in devotional service. In the session previously, uh, we discussed karma and I touched upon akarma. So akarma is a state where you can actually become free from all these three gunas. When you perform more and more akarma, devotional service, that is when you become free from these three gunas. So, sattva guna is like wakefulness. You are awake. Just like right now we are listening and speaking. This is wakeful state. Rajaguna will put you in dream state. Dream state is like neither you are awake, neither you are completely in sleep. You are dreaming. And tamo guna is like slumber, deep slumber. You are completely unconscious. So, that is tamo guna. So our whole idea is to overcome overcome these three gunas by actually performing devotional service by chanting the holy name of the Lord, the wonderful Hare Krishna mantra which is prescribed for this Kali Yuga. By doing so, gradually we will escape these three gunas and the influence of these three gunas. The soul will become completely free. So that is how. This is, this is a brief about uh, Sattva Guna, Rajoguna, and Tamaguna. But before I actually uh, let you all go, I want to end this with a short story. We all must have heard this story of a person who was selling caps. And he had a lot of caps in his basket, and he was moving from one village to another village. And in between, he thought, okay, let me take a rest, rest for a while. He sat under a tree and he took rest, he slept. And that is when so many monkeys were there on the trees and all of them, they took away their caps. When he woke up, he saw that, oh, all the monkeys are, you know, they are wearing this cap and they are having, holding this cap in their hand. So now, a person in Tamoguna will think, oh, all these caps are gone, the monkeys have taken, I can't do anything, so he'll just leave the basket there and he's so lazy that he will just go away from that place. A person in Rajaguna, what he does is, oh, all these monkeys have taken the caps, he will take a stick and he will try to, uh, you know, hit the monkeys and try to somehow uh, control the monkeys. But you know, when the monkeys get to know that this person is hitting her, they will jump from one tree to another tree and that's all. They all get dispersed and you will lose your caps and you will be dissatisfied and you will be morose. So, person in rajoguna is like this. He does a lot of activity, but then ultimately he loses. But a person in Sattoguna, what he does is, he sees and looks at the monkeys. He sees that there is all the caps in their hands. So he takes another cap from his own basket and then he wears on his head. And then he takes the cap and puts it back and throws it into the basket. So the monkeys, looking at this action, they want to imitate. So they all. See this person doing this action of throwing it in the basket. So all the monkeys will throw their caps back into the basket. And this is how this person in Sattva Guna, he gets back all the caps and he is quite happy. So this is how a person in Sattva Guna uses his intelligence and very very sharp. He knows how to get things done without agitating others. So this is how we need to develop Sattva Guna in our life so i open this for QA. i think we have already completed uh, about 30 minutes i guess so i think it's good that we take some questions answers In fact, I wanted to cover a lot of things, but since we have this limited time here on Zoom, so I just kept it very brief. So I want to take... uh, How much time do we have still? I think there is no timing is giving, sir. So I think we have uh, a high uh, time. So no problem, so We can continue like this. Oh, really? I think uh, according to my... Oh, we have completed about 33 minutes now. I had kept it for recording. So let's open for Q&A. So you can ask some questions now. Both Ashwin and Arif. Uh, sir, I think if it is over, so please try to uh, off the screen, share, sir. So we will come one place everyone. So it is easy to ask. That All case. right. So I'm going to. I am ah, yes. Yes. Now it is very difficult, sir. So so Ashwin, if you have any questions, you can also ask. I will when I waiting for some people also five people are joined but don't know what is there so yeah Uh, sir I have one question sir okay how can a person you know observe he is in a particular situation because sir a person who is already uh, he can't understand whether he is in a sattva guna or just guna or the other uh, other one one. Tamoguna. maybe he don't know where uh, he is standing now and apart from that one more question is that so how can we uh, become uh, the most important guna like sattva guna okay good very nice so how do we identify uh, in which guna am I Doing certain activities. So, this is very easy to understand now. After going through the whole list of qualities that we discuss in Sattva, Rajas, and Tamas. So, I'll tell you some quick parameters. See if a person, let us take your example. If you are waking up before the sunrise early in the morning, then it is sattva. If you are Waking up very late, maybe mid morning or something like that, then you are in the Rajoguna. If you are waking up in the afternoon time, then you are in Tamoguna. Okay, so sleep. Now food. People who are eating, in fact Krishna says that there is Sattvic Kahara, Rajasic ahara, and Tamasic ahara. So what is Sattvic Kahara? Like fruits and grains and uh, milk and milk products and uh, so many, these are quite juicy and fatty and they increase the duration of life. So that is Satvikahara. so if a person is always taking Satvikahara, then he is Satvik in nature. If a person is taking rajasik, which is very uh, hot and spicy and uh, pungent and lot of masalas and pani puri and bhel puris and all these things, then he is quite rajasik, taking caffeine, chocolates, Uh, I know you must be, oh my god, chocolates also, yes, chocolates also because they have a tinge of caffeine in that. So, tea, coffee and all such things, they actually aggravate, they agitate our mind. So, that is how a person is in Rajoguna. Similarly, there is a person in Tamoguna who eats meat. He is constantly busy eating meat and uh, uh, flesh and he enjoys tasting the blood of other animals so this is a person who actually is in tamaguna so food based on their food choices you can decide whether you are in sattvaguna Rajaguna or Tamaguna. and kind of worship that you do see people in sattvaguna they worship the Devitas, the supreme lord but people in uh, uh, you know they uh, in mode of passion they worship rakshasas they they worship uh, the demons and people in tamoguna they actually worship not even the demons, the Rakshata, they actually they worship the ghosts and spirits. So their mode of worship is also different. So people of different uh, category Charity. So this person in Sattva when he gives charity, he has no expectation. I am giving charity because I want to help the people. But whereas this person in rajoguna he gives charity so that people will call out his name and oh yeah such a nice person he is looking for some name and fame he wants to be glorified basically so that is uh, he gives charity but with the expectation that i should be glorified in the society and tamaguna person he never gives any charity he's only thinking about my sense gratification and that's all so no charity at all sometimes they do austerity a person in you know, Satvaguna, he does austerity for the satisfaction of the Supreme Lord. He does uh, all this austerity to gain knowledge. So austerity, he takes Tapasya. Now there are a lot of people who do Tapasya in Rajomuna, like for example, people are who are uh, you know wanting to earn a lot of money, they are also doing a lot of Tapasya, traveling to the office three hours in the traffic and uh, working so hard day and night, even working on weekends. A lot of Tapasya is there, but that Tapasya is for what? To get some returns I want to enjoy I want to do this I want to get some results so that austerity is there Tamaguna people do austerity like Hirindika Shippu she also did lots and lots of tapasya but for what he did tapasya to actually become God to go against God so that is how this uh, people with different activities food choices their behavior we can understand he is whether in sattvic, rajasic or tamasic guna. So, these are few parameters through which we can identify a person's guna. Yes sir. Uh, apart from that, if a person is in a rajas guna or other one which is not good, so how can he become the sattvic guna? Huh. So please, it, it is very yeah. see uh, what generally we need to do is when we see a person who is in Tamoguna, Tamasi, he's quite lazy, completely laid off. He's not even doing any activity. So the first thing for him for us to do is to bring that person from Tamoguna to rajoguna. At least make him inspire him to do some activities. Let him take up some activities. So we should inspire him to do some activities. So from Tamoguna make him do some activities and bring him to rajoguna. and then when he comes to rajoguna, then you bring him to Sattva gradually by engaging him in Sattvic activities like he is very passionate to do lot of things so use that passion in doing a Karma see when Swami Prabhupada he went to America these Americans were quite uh, passionate and sometimes ignorant also most of the time they were either, either in rajoguna or Tamaguna So they were so passionate they also wanted to do a lot of things so what Prabhupada did was okay you are very passionate so you want to do something so what Prabhupada did was give them some engage gave them some engage go do some book distribution distribute some prasadam you know that is how by engaging in devotional service that passion also got purified and they came to the level of sattva and one more important thing which i always stress is the association of devotees so when you associate with Sattvic people, you will also start gradually developing Sattvic nature in you. But if you are associating with Rajasic and Tamasic people, and that is how we will develop those Gunas in us. So we need to get rid of those Gunas and associate also with satvik people. Very important. time is also there, sir. So, All if right. anyone are having more questions, we can start one more session also. No problem, sir. Okay. If Ashwin has any uh, discussion to do, then we can take. Right. Uh, Namaskar, sir. Uh, Namaskar. I have a small doubt, sir. Okay. Uh, it is related to uh, food style. For example, some people, they believe that like a bacon, bacon and vegetarian, there is a difference, sir. And what is the relationship means, for example, with the Sattva we talk about a good quality food with the vegetarians yeah. and what about vegans? Yeah, so vegans are basically people who do not take any animal product. They take, they are vegetarians, they take uh, uh, vegetables and fruits and all these things but they avoid milk and milk products because they think that it's coming from animals. So, basically vegans are one who don't use any animal product. But now our Vedic culture actually uh, uh, does not promote veganism because we are very much, uh, cow is a very integral part of our culture and without cow's milk and cow products, uh, there is nothing that happens because for any yajna, ghee is required, all the pancha is required. So that is why veganism is not a part of Vedic culture, Vedas and our uh, Sanatana Dharma Uh, Vedic culture actually tells that cow is required and cow's products are uh, very much important for any activity that we do, even for our own health. So we don't go to extreme. Veganism and non-vegetarianism are actually two extremes. I will eat only non-vegetarian food or oh, I will completely avoid uh, animal products. So we need to see what the Vedas are saying, what the scriptures are saying, what is really beneficial to us and that way we should strike a balance between both of them.